for the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio, your real talk station, your real 24 hours of commercial free programming. Brought to you today by Amazon. Log on to SeanTGreen.com and click the Amazon link to support the Green Room today. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of the Green Room, Sean Green! Alright everyone, welcome to the program. Thanks for tuning in to the Green Room. We're doing it live here on LA Talk Radio. Thank you once again for tuning into the show. We have an amazing program for you. Feel free to give us a call at any point during the program, 323-203-0815, and that's the number of the LegalZoom self-help hotline. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but they are a self-help legal service that's going to save you up to 85% off going to a traditional lawyer. And you can even add on to that 85%. You can even add a little bit extra to your savings by entering green in the green room discount. you got trademarks, copyrights, patents, wills, whatever you want. Well, not whatever you want, but whatever they have <laughs> to offer. Wills. Whatever your simple document legal needs are legal zoom is the place to go and the place to be is right here right now because luckily i have my uh, main man my left hand man logan lystico in studio logan thanks for coming on the program howdy <laughs> so it's always a uh, i'm always i'm always a, you know you're a great performer logan because every every time i do the <laughs> show i'm kind of hanging on the edge of my seat thinking how's logan going to introduce himself you know we kind of got a set routine here to kick off the show and it's always it's always a surprise it's like a fortune cookie yeah. you know it's going to be short <laughs> it's going to be simple but i want to crack that cookie open i want to crack that cookie open much like i lo- much like i uh, enjoy cracking you open and seeing what's going on in there well besides Besides my main man, Logan Lysico, we also have guest comedian and also personal friend, Rob Christensen in studio. Yeah, Rob. Yeah, in the building, son. <laughs> I wanted to step it up from, yeah, the, from the howdy. <laughs> well, you're from Brooklyn originally, right? And so you bring the urban flair? Yes, I do, son. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, get into our days. I was. Uh, we were just talking earlier before we started the program. Rob was coming up from Venice. The show tapes in Sherman Oaks, and if you're not familiar with the L.A. area, it's in the valley there, so from... And if you're not familiar with the L.A. area, you don't even know what the valley is, so... Right. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to paint a picture. It's the area just north of Hollywood. It's over the hill. The hill is what they describe as a Ventura Boulevard area, where the Hollywood Hills, where all the nice houses are. I live over that part in the uh, less nice houses. But uh, anyway, Sherman Oaks is right around there. So... I know that Rob is coming up from Venice. Venice to Sherman Oaks is what, 18 miles you were saying? It's 18.6 miles, and I made great time. I got here in about 92 minutes. <laughs> I know I know that because I was coming up. I, I had an audition earlier today, not to brag. I was, uh, wait, I was, wait, 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 what's congrats. it for now? you got to talk about this. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get into it. It was a Diet Mountain Dew commercial. I was playing guy number one, an office worker who gets a giant eagle tattoo because he enjoys Diet Mountain Dew so much. First off, if you, for those of you who aren't actors, which I imagine are most of the people listening to the show, if you've never been in an audition, especially a commercial audition, the the room itself is downright hilarious because your average actor is a weird person, and then you th- yeah. throw in your average commercial actors, it's like a a room of 15 guys 
45 years old, middle age, really insecure, balding, weird gray hair, and they're looking at each other in their mirror, and everyone's um, nervous laughter, and they're making really stupid jokes like, hey, should I flex my muscles this way when I'm talking about Dabby Mountain Dew? <laughs> yeah, you know, there's just this, this weird... Just die. That's what I think when I'm Just this total weird palpable tension. There was this one guy who came in. He's got to be a border... He's got to be a sociopath. I saw him reading the copy for this Diet Mountain Dew audition, and he's gut-busting laughter to himself. He's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Pounded, uh. Pounding the table. He's enjoying the copy that much. So, yeah, I, I was in Santa Monica for an audition, and uh, it actually went well. Normally, my, my auditions don't go great. Um, one exception was being when I auditioned for America's Biggest Asshole. I got that part. Yeah, as did which, I. Which, uh, that's, that's how I met Rob. So, that was one audition I nailed. This one, I don't know, I, I felt like I did pretty good. In the script, it called for um, taking off your shirt to show your Diet Mountain Dew tattoo. And the first couple takes, I didn't go for it. But the third take, I, uh, I ripped my shirt off. And it, it was that weird move like when uh, guys fight each other in hockey when they try to pull the jersey over. And <laughs> yeah. it, they, it snags on their head. I'm wearing this polo shirt. And I forgot to unbutton the lower button. So, so I, I pulled his shirt uh, off to add to the chin. To, yeah, exactly. But I wrestled it off, and I, I stayed in the moment. I, I felt like it worked. I'm not gonna brag, but uh, yeah, it's callback potential, guys. Yeah. Callback potential. I'm not yeah, one. But yeah, I was coming up from Santa Monica, which is a similar area to Venice, and I was like, oh man, I gotta text Rob because this traffic coming back to into the valley is insane. And to make matters worse, not only is it really bad. Bumper to bumper traffic, really hot, and it's just it's just awful because you're obviously you're not going anywhere, and it's one of those moments where you realize like, okay, this is the price I pay for living in L.A. Sure, there's a lot of hot chicks and great weather, but sometimes you have to deal with this kind of bullshit. So you're coming back, and what really drives me crazy is in these bumper to bumper traffic jams during rush hour traffic, when you see cops pull over people. I saw on the way over here, I saw two people pulled over on the highway. You don't need to be pulling over anyone on the highway for what, expired tags, whatever kind of bullshit that they're trying to pull you over for. You don't need to do that. That's not the time to do that. There's plenty of time to bust people for bullshit tickets the entire rest of the week. When the traffic is that bad, don't pull people over and add to the traffic. I, I, it's safe to say that I hate cops. Both my dad and my brother are cops, so I'm allowed. <laughs> I'm allowed to just hate the hell. You have out a of long cops. history of hating cops. I, I've gotten a speeding ticket here in Los Angeles before, and now I'm going to be a little hacky right now. But uh, it's how rare, rare departure for Rob. <laughs> how do you get a? It's it's terrible to get a speeding ticket in L.A. because 90% of the time you're going 12 miles an hour, so it's like the one chance that you get yeah. to go fast, then you get the speeding ticket. I hate everyone, just the whole entire world. <laughs> I, I was driving here, and uh, one of those giant RVs broke down, and there was just the little girl out the window. Her dad was on the phone calling for help. And there was this cute little blonde 10-year-old out the window, and as I'm going by, all I could think is, fuck you, get off the road, I hate you, and I hope you die. <laughs> and the, the dad's probably thinking the same thing. Let me get off this road. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me, I hate myself, I want to die. Because I imagine you got a 10-year-old kid kid in an rv it's a completely hot day it's like 100 degrees your rv breaks down that's the last place you want to be you're like for christ's sake i was just trying to go on a goddamn vacation up to big bear and now my rv's broken down i got this kid yelling about a goddamn juice box i gotta change a flat the alternator's out it's weird i have the persona of an angry dad and i don't even have a girlfriend i'm not i'm not even nowhere near getting a wife kids or family but i still have already mastered the angry dad persona. Ah, well, that felt good. 
<laughs> get a little ranting in. Get me warmed up. Well, you guys know it. Uh, you guys know what's been going on. I don't even need to tell you, but I think I think it's still worth playing the latest Mel Gibson blow up. Logan, have you heard any of these? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they sound insane. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't couldn't have described it better myself. I love how it's still not over yet. They're, okay, yeah. if you do one more thing, then it's over. Yeah. It's over now. <laughs> you. Oh, he decided. He changed his mind there. He's how dare you act like such a bitch? I'll be so fucking nice. I did not blame you. <laughs> I love a guy yelling about how amazingly nice he is. And this woman. This woman, everyone feels bad for. Yeah. And no, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad for this woman, all right? Okay, maybe you feel bad for his first wife. Maybe she didn't realize the kind of guy he was. But come on, you're telling me this is just the first time Mel gets angry? You knew what you were getting into when you married this guy. I, I think she has a history of dating other celebrities. Okay, the Malibu lifestyle. Yeah. She's going to steal, maybe steal him away from her. And, and re- regardless of what she knew going in, in Mel's defense, women are terrible. <laughs> she probably really did something to make him that angry. Yeah, I, and you then know, just to record it. Yeah, I've dated women much less beautiful than this woman he's dating <laughs> who have made me just as angry. Right. And I would assume that with the level of beauty and fame, you get that much more angry. But, Rob, l- luckily enough, you're not that famous, and you don't have a ton of money, and Thank no one God. No, that, that no one thinks to, oh, my God, I should tape Rob yelling at me and freaking out at me. No one thinks to do that because, hey, it's Rob. What's he going to do? You said I was mean. You were fucking annoyed at me. For what reason? <laughs> I did nothing but be nice to you. I've been nothing but be nice to you. And this Poor guy's wasted, by the way. You can kind of tell. Yeah, yeah. he's – I well – I mean, yeah, he got a DUI. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a serious drinking problem. My favorite part too is how insanely calm she is. If you're Mel Gibson, doesn't that tip you off at some point? Hey, why is she so relaxed? And ca- Mel, why do you get so angry at me? I just talk on phone. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! I'm in a fucking kill you! That, that could be her game. That could be her game. That yeah. she gets them revved up. But that whenever is. Whenever they meet, and then she's calm the whole time, and she gets to the point where the more calm she is, the crazier he gets. It's women are terrible human <laughs> beings. They're manipulative. They're evil. They want your money and they want to ruin you. But hey, ladies, I'm single. What? I've done nothing but be nice to you. I didn't blame you last night. He was probably nice there. I mean, uh, he has supposedly sunk $5 million into this chick's singing career. We haven't heard of any song she's put out. Wow. And now, supposedly, now he has financial problems. I think he gets into this later. It's uh, farther down the thing, but farther down the clip but yeah he's for all the money he's made between the between the divorce and now losing all this money thrown around with this chick i don't think he's doing that well financially i wasn't i wasn't doing anything 
Does anyone believe that, that she wasn't doing any... Okay, granted, Mel Gibson is obviously a psychopath and obviously has anger control issues, but come on, nothing? This chick did something. Yeah. She did a lot of things. What did I do? And he said, oh, also, earlier today, you, oh, never mind. What the fuck were you going to say? Uh, <laughs> I, I wasn't... Gonna... <laughs> oh, that would drive me nuts. I Right on, Mel, I hate that. <laughs> oh, what did you mean by... Today, oh, never mind. Just... Yes, and she's like, uh, you could tell that wasn't her plan for the tape, <laughs> yeah, for him to bring yeah. up stuff that she said that was really rude and bitchy earlier in the well, day. Well, what happened is he's probably going to bring up an argument that he had already won through screaming a drunken rant, and he didn't want to get back into it if he already got the W, right? That's what exactly. I'm assuming. Yeah. And you know, this, like you were saying, you know this is driving him crazy. The angrier he gets, and she has l no reaction, just totally nothing. And no wonder he's... Fr I mean, that would drive me even <laughs> yeah, crazier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say about last night, that's all. <laughs> he really sounds Whoa. like he's rubbing one off here. <laughs> Maybe this is what gets him... I gotta get, he's a hot-blooded man. He's a, a master of intimidation right there. A guy who could still intimidate you over the phone by not saying a word? Come on. I, I'm scared right now. Absolutely. I gotta be honest. Whatever Mel Gibson wants me to do right the now, Joker I'm doing it. would be I'm scared. on him not listening to this show. You know, he, <laughs> Logan, why would you count no, on that? I, I did, uh, you want to hear a funny story? I looked, up, I looked up his manager's email in Australia and wrote an email. I was just like, you know, I'd, I'd love an opportunity to have Mel on the show and set the record straight and blah, blah, blah. I still haven't heard back. I <laughs> <laughs> Now that's now that's a ringtone in and of itself. Yeah. Or not, you know how people, hey, I wake up to K Rock in the morning. That's my fucking mistake. I should have woke you up and said, "Fucking blow me, bitch." <laughs> that's an alarm clock. Fucking woken you up and said, "Blow me." You would like that better, yeah? You need a goddamn sleep. We were supposed to go to jacuzzi, and you said you have to wait for something. So why did you have to wait? You said... You go to that goddamn jacuzzi. I'm afraid it's dark outside. Oh, now, come on. She's afraid it's dark outside? You're you're on Mel Gibson's mansion in Malibu. You think there's just rapists hiding out in Mel Gibson's backyard? No, Mel's the only rapist in the Yeah, exactly. The entire property. If there's anyone... If there's anyone forcing sex on you, it's Mel Gibson, and you know him. <laughs> and rapists are very territorial, so they wouldn't come onto Mel's property. They know better than yeah. that. And you gotta be ballsy. I mean, obviously, rapists are pretty ballsy, but you gotta be real ballsy just to hang out in Mel Gibson's backyard, especially after hearing these first couple tapes. I just waited for you. I waited and waited till I fell asleep, and then. this one i heard a different one yeah no this is the one that just released today the great folks at radar online who uh, actually have a a friend over there um she posted some of the jwow interview stuff great people over at radar online <laughs> and uh yeah they've just been posting one a day and since since they i guess they got a hold of these tapes were you sorry rob you were gonna say something i'm, I'm you know i'm just saying that's a reason to be frustrated Right, exactly. He's saying it doesn't sound he, as serious when you just when you hear what he's saying. I don't know. Yeah, if he would have just been like, listen, you know, we were supposed to go to the jacuzzi. We were, I was supposed to get a blowjob, but you fell asleep and you were snoring in five minutes, and I'm really upset about that. That tape doesn't get released. <laughs> Up the volume on that, and now it's getting released. That's it. It's a volume issue. 
You know, there's a couple things here. There's obviously, there's more tape. Uh, I don't know how much we'll get to play, but there is some stuff where he's talking about, I'm going to, I'm going to kill you and throw you in a rose bed, which that's kind of a weird thread. Like I'll kill you, but it'll be, I'll drop your body somewhere nice. He's poetic. And yeah. Yeah. And if he did punch her in the face, obviously that that's horrible. And the, the guys, you don't, you don't commit violence against women and you can't threaten to kill someone and maybe joking around Wait. but obviously he doesn't sound like he's joking here right. a red rosebush yeah no i don't know <laughs> i don't know if he specified <laughs> maybe i just came up with that but when you hear him yelling like this doesn't it make you seem doesn't make you realize that he wasn't that good of an actor because you think about the movie braveheart right now where was this anger in braveheart yeah. compared to his lines in braveheart give me it, back my son give me back my son compared to like this <laughs> Braveheart was his way of thinking of a way of a context where him just being normal seems normal. Exactly. <laughs> He's, well, they did rape his wife and murder his children. <laughs> I guess I'd be that angry too. Maybe. The Patriot. It's pretty crazy though. Still. It is funny. <laughs> it is funny. Uh, every a lot of Mel Gibson's movie is someone doing something awful to his family and then him seeking revenge. And now it turns out he's this horrific family man who the probably the one that was actually destroying the family was Mel Gibson himself. Yeah. But as an as, as an actor, it's like. You're, you're thinking of uh, his lines of Braveheart of, um, they can take our land, but they can't take our freedom. But now, where? Come on. Now, this is emotion. This is raw energy. If you're a director, you hear this tape. I'm not saying. Blow me, bitch. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not working with Mel Gibson. I'm saying, oh, man, Mel Gibson, this guy's easy to direct. He's still Just get him, on, get him on set and go, hey, Mel, uh. Okay, so in this scene, you're freaking out because someone took your kid. But uh, mentally, I want you to picture you <laughs> in a jacuzzi not getting a blowjob. In action. <laughs> ah! I cannot burn the goddamn house down. <laughs> me first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is just a great threat. I'm <laughs> now... If he if he really was capable of that, that shows that he's a sociopath. Because after I get blown, the last thing I'm doing is gonna, you know, get all the can of gas out and oily rags, and I'm gonna take a nap. I'm gonna yeah, hang yeah. out in the jacuzzi. If you see a guy with a gun, blow that guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He will forget about the gun. <laughs> yeah, maybe not great advice at like a 7-Eleven robbery. Although, to be honest, if you pull out a gun, you start getting taken care of. Hey. 9-11 hijackers, I know it's a dark thought, but they, they break out those box cutters. Some chicks just start hooking up with them. Hey, find me a situation <laughs> that a blowjob doesn't fix. Find well, me one, please. Hey, I, I definitely, he de- I think it would definitely relax this guy. How fucking dare you? <laughs> you wanted the number of my therapist? <laughs> you ever speak to him? Okay, now that's where it's got, it just got. Oh, how awesome out. would that be if you were this? Nobody wants the number to that therapist. Right. He's how not aw- doing much work. Yeah. How awesome would that be if he if he actually dropped the therapist's name? You want the name and number of my therapist, Doctor Bruce Goldberg on Ventura Boulevard? His amazing practice. <laughs> the guy's like, Oh no, you're killing my career too, for Christ's sake. Find your own goddamn therapist. <laughs> Oh, I hope you keep getting like this. <laughs> and you know you're doing it. And you're a liar, 
and your dick on it, and you're fucked up. So you stay the fuck away from me. Take care of your fucking son, and I better have my daughter. Give me back my daughter. <laughs> I just want my daughter and a maid. It's all <laughs> It's all mixed in with Listen, like random. Mel, you know, shit. he he doesn't want he doesn't want to take ownership for his feelings. He's like, I can't get like this anymore. But if everyone would just listen to him, all he needs is a blowjob, <laughs> his daughter, and a and maid, maid. <laughs> and we're gonna have Lethal Weapon Five or whatever number they're on. It's coming. He's having problems with the women in his life. Yeah, bottom it, line. It really, as as insane as Mel Gibson is, it paints a shockingly easy portrait of pleasing a man. This guy has a simple <laughs> list of demands that even an even A-list movie and star like retarded, Mel Gibson will be happy. How retarded is this woman that he's specifying exactly <laughs> what he needs? Yeah, you don't need to read Red Book Listen. or watch Oprah. This guy's telling you what he needs yeah, yeah. to have a successful relationship. Now that I think about it, this has escalated to this point. This started out as a normal conversation. Like, hey baby, could you come over with that blowjob maiden daughter today? <laughs> and she didn't show up with it a few times times before we got to this point. Fucking trouble, they clean up after themselves. <laughs> they make your goddamn bed, which you did not. I love how he mixes in these crazy threats with also kind of mundane roommate stuff. I'm gonna beat you up and end your life and want to kill you to take out the trash for Christ's sake! <laughs> you have to worry about emotional blackmail or any other bullshit that you put me through. I just need a nice woman to look after my beautiful daughter. <laughs> I don't have to fuck her already. <laughs> Stop beating my ass! Stop beating that! She hasn't even talked in forever. Yeah, I think You're they. You're beating my ass. I think Nothing they. Fun. I think they edited uh, a lot of it out. But yeah, her reaction is just. It, it would drive anyone crazy when you get that angry. Mel, I don't know why you get like this. Why do you get so angry, Mel? I'm just being a nice woman. All I do is sing songs and take care of you. You crazy, Mel. <laughs> obviously, Mel Gibson is crazy. Yeah, obviously. But I don't think... Let's be honest. There was probably something going wrong in the marriage. This woman... I'm getting the vibe that she's not a saint. I don't want to... Yeah, she seems like a bitch. She recorded it. I mean... She, yeah, she recorded it. She stayed she with knew. him while he was like that. Just... I mean, probably just to record it. I mean, she knew right. it was going to happen. Why would you stay with that person if it's really that bad? Right. You know, <clears throat> Nicole Brown Simpson, <clears throat> perfect example in that when when things got really bad, when OJ started threatening her, what did she do? She called 911. She said, hey, this guy's going to kill me. I'm really worried for my life. I'm really feeling threatened. She went to the authorities. She did the right thing. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, it didn't work out for her. But what I'm saying is, obviously, if this woman felt that threatened, felt that paranoid, then immediately go to the cops. I, I don't know. I mean, it's a... Uh, I guess we don't really I don't, know I don't what know happened. How are they married? Or what, is, are they, no, are I, they, they legally did. hooked up in some way? Because this is evidence that she got. She got this as evidence, you know? <laughs> and I, I, I think it's got to have more... It's got to be worth more to her than just ruining Mel. Because Mel, everyone knew he was nuts. You know, he was already crazy. She's got this. These tapes are worth something to her. I want to know what she's gonna get for these tapes. Well, yeah, I think I think she they went as soon as they found out that she had these tapes. Supposedly, he immediately offered her like a crazy settlement. She turned it down, and this it just could be vengeance, especially if his supposed money woes 
if uh, it's really as bad as people are saying, then maybe maybe he doesn't have a ton of money to shell out, and she's just yeah. trying to give it to him. I think also she's going to use this as uh, leverage in the custody suit because they have one kid together. So <laughs> right. when and you go in front of a judge and you show him, there it is. Hey, this is what's going on in our household. I don't want him to be around the kid. Oh, what evidence do you have? Oh, right here. And then in the state of California, you can't uh, tape someone without their knowing about it. The loophole being, if you feel threatened or stuff like that, then you can tape it and use it as evidence. evidence right. So that's how she kind of got around it. So she's claiming she didn't release the tapes, but I don't know. Obviously, <laughs> it's not someone in Mel's camp that's releasing the tapes. By right. the way, so they are married and they're getting a divorce, right? You know, uh, I'm, if they have a kid together, it doesn't matter. There's money to be exchanged. There, you know? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not 100% if they got remarried, to be honest, but... Um, yeah, I know I didn't think he so. had a wife. He divorced her. This was kind of, uh, you know, quote unquote, the home wrecker. And then, you know, you pick up from here with that. I, uh, I really enjoyed the first one. Let me see if I can find it. The first one. I just love that. Uh, yeah. Well, here we'll get into it. Tell me that the message or something, right? Because you're doing something. Trying to breastfeed with uh, fucking foreign bodies in you. Logan, you call that guy? Was that it? It has nothing to do with it. Now, this is this is him grilling her about yeah. getting breast implants. Rob, imagine a life where you have a full head of hair, you are in lethal weapon, you have millions of dollars, and the thing that's causing you to freak out is a woman with some fake breasts. Beautiful that's got to be fake breasts. Yeah, obviously. How dare you improve yourself sexually for my pleasure? <laughs> How dare you put foreign bodies in your foreign body? Because she sounds foreign, right? Oh yeah, she's. Uh, <laughs> like I've never heard. Yes, yes, you just did. You said they weren't. You fucking lied to me before. What? I didn't. I never said. A, I never said anything of a kind. <laughs> she's never definitely asked a liar. Me, I never told you. Oh, maybe right. you asked me, but I never lied about this. Yeah, you asked me, but I never lied about it. So, Mel Gibson asked you a question. You didn't answer directly, but you didn't lie about it. Yeah. But he didn't realize that you had now. Let me explain. In the woman brain, that's not lying. She didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> but in the real world, it's still lying. See, see what's happening to me here. I'm I see. I'm, you're Mel, get, right you're getting fired up. I think Mel's crazy. Don't let, me, don't let me defend him too much. Right. I know. It's this weird thing <laughs> of uh, I, w- I want to point out kind of her hypocrisy and how she's kind of uh, a lying, possibly gold digging bitch. Right. But also, it Mel Gibson work is so crazy. Well. And <laughs> you can get on mic, Logan. What's up? Oh, okay. Just... Oh, okay. Uh, tell him we'll tell him we'll call we'll call uh, we'll call his phone on the. Or actually, just give him the studio number and we'll and we'll have him call in. Okay. All right. The studio number. Studio number is three two three two zero three zero eight one five. Feel free to call in and yeah, give your. <laughs> Logan. Whoa! All right, we're having a little producing moment. We're working on getting the double rainbow guy on the show. Double rainbow! We'll be getting to that in a second. Okay, we'll call you. Okay. All right, let's uh, wrap up this go. Mel Gibson stuff. I don't lie, who cares? So, they look ridiculous. Get rid of them. Anyway, uh, you know. Anyway. none of your fucking business with It is, it is. They look stupid. I'm just telling you, it's just an appraisal. Keep them if you want. Look stupid. See if I give a fuck. It's just an appraisal, but not once did he mention how much they were worth. Yeah, no, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's just an independent appraisal. appraisal. Just throwing out some advice. They look like some Vegas bitch. 
like clothes and stuff. I won't stand for that anymore. I don't. I don't walk around. I don't walk. To be that. I don't walk around in tight clothes. I stay at home for most of the time. Public and it's a fucking embarrassment to me. Oh man, I, I wish, I hope I get to the point where I'm embarrassed by my insanely hot wife. And like, let me let yeah, me clarify for a minute. He called her a Vegas bitch and a Vegas whore, but they're not the same thing. No. A Vegas whore <laughs> takes your money in exchange for sex, and a Vegas bitch takes your money in exchange for nothing. That's the major difference. <laughs> in exchange difference. for laughing at your yeah. jokes. And, and I'm sure there are a lot of Vegas whores and a lot of Vegas bitches who are offended and want clarification on that. Well, that's why you're here, Rob. Giving clarification. She's a bitch. So, yeah, then he just goes off and, uh, you know, basically just railing on her for having fake breasts. But um, Mel Gibson turning into a YouTube reality star, <laughs> not, not on his own accord, not, not by wanting to at all. But um, another guy that we were talking about last week, the double rainbow guy, we're all familiar. I'll play a quick clip of uh, this guy. Whoa, that's a full rainbow all the way. Double rainbow. Oh, my God. It's a double rainbow all the way. <laughs> Whoa, that's so intense. Whoa! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! Whoa! Oh! Wow! This guy really is yeah. he's great. His name's Bear. And uh, people decided, okay, double rainbow guy, Mel Gibson, let's put him together. Double rainbow. Oh my god. It's a double rainbow all the way. It is, it is. They look stupid. <laughs> look stupid. See if I give a fuck. Whoa, that's so intense. Whoa, man. Whoa. 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 Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Forgot how amazing this guy was. Out of left field, Mel. I, I I just wanted to play that clip. I forgot who made it on YouTube. You can just Google uh, Rainbow Mel Gibson guy, and I'm sure it'll come up. And, and you know, I just want to say you can't ever defend a guy dropping the n bomb, but he was talking about rapists. So. <laughs> exactly. Uh, either way, either way, Mel Gibson, not a great guy. And I just wanted to point out, it's it's amazing if you look at two humans, I, Bear the Rainbow Guy and Mel Gibson, aren't they the two opposites in the human spectrum of like <laughs> this guy with this amazing, great life who's insanely angry, and this other guy, a simple man living up Yosemite, hanging out with his old lady, finds a rainbow, and he's the most <laughs> ecstatic man in the world. Yeah. Doesn't this show the, bro- the, the, the beginning and the end, the most happy, the most angry? It just points out as human beings how what broad spectrum of emotions we have, and it also shows that people react to raw emotion. They love it. They love uh, they love hearing raw emotion. The truth. So, people want the truth. Right. Exactly. We're gonna uh, get a hold of Bear. Hello. Hey, is this Bear? Yeah. Bear, what's going on, man? Thanks, sir, for being on the show. You're in the green room. I'm Sean Green. I'm here with my buddy Logan and my other buddy Rob. Hey. Oh, uh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure to be here. Oh, thanks for uh, thanks for being on the show. So, uh, let's give people a little background. Do you live out in Yosemite? I live just outside the park. My land is about 10 air miles from the park border. Okay. Yeah, I, I, li- I moved uh, to Yosemite to live and work in 1985 when I was 22 years old. And uh, I married into the Yosemite Indian tribe, and I have two Yosemite Indian children. 
Oh wow, oh, wow. that's cool. You. So where did you grow? Yeah. Where did you grow up originally, there, Bear? I grew up in East Los Angeles and <laughs> lived all around LA and worked for LA County Fire Department. Oh wow! So you went from fire department to rainbow hunter. That's quite. That's quite a <laughs> no, dream. No, I, I came to work for uh, the fire department in Yosemite. Oh okay. Now what yeah. is now? So you work for the fire department in Yosemite right now? Uh, no, I was. Uh, I, well, I've done so many things, dude. You have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I worked for the fire. The fire. I was a firefighter, security officer, and EMT for the for the concessionaire, and then I worked for the park service. I did all kinds of cool jobs. Uh, worked on the road department, the forestry crew, the sign shop, backcountry utilities. I worked in the the. I worked in Yosemite for about ten years. Then I drove long haul truck for about ten years. And then I stopped driving truck uh, because uh, I was going to die from obesity. Well, you, so I had to stop uh, driving truck, and, and when I used uh, cage fighting to lose weight. I've lost almost 175 pounds. And ca- so wow. it's safe to say this? that you've seen a lot, and not too much impresses you. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the tip of the iceberg, dude. I have a really interesting story. <laughs> well, that's – all right, so let, real quick. So you, you've – all right, first off, what, what made you leave East Los Angeles? Did you just have a moment where you were like, man, I'm – tired of this this urban world hold me down i just want to go out and i want to experience nature was that the first impetus to say hey i'm out of here what what happened to make you leave east la well i went to go visit yosemite when i was a kid with my parents and i was like whoa this is beautiful and then when i was working on the fire department we would get like extended days off we would have like six days off every three weeks and one of those six days off i was like mm, what should i do i'm like oh i'll go check out yosemite i went there and i was like damn, I got to live here. This is just too much. It's too fun. So then my dad died, and it was like, you know, what? I'm not con- I'm not connected to L.A. anymore. You know, the whole family kind of scattered, and I was like, I just applied, and, they, and I got a good job, you know. So I was like, well, I got a good job, and, you know, I'm a firefighter. I could get, have a firefighter and live in this amazing place. I'm going, you know. Wow, that's fascinating. So, okay, so now you go to Yosemite, you start fighting fires, and then you become a long-haul trucker? Well, um, the job was I, I was security officer, a firefighter, and EMT, and uh, so I did that, and then I worked for the Park Service. I did all different kinds of jobs, but um, it, it wasn't something, you know, it wasn't something that was real secure. You know, I, I had to work seasonal. I had to compete for jobs, and so um, I saw, uh, you know, I saw that I wasn't making a good enough living to support my two kids and uh, and keep my property, so I needed to. Um, get something that was going to make me a good amount of money. So that's why I went into long-haul trucking, because I needed to make oh, okay. money. Okay, so when, during the off-season of firefighting in Yosemite, you start doing long-haul trucking. And now I imagine right. as a firefighter, you're kind of in shape, but then what, just being on the road from the long-haul trucking, you end up uh, putting on weight? Yeah, I put on uh, I put on like 175 pounds. Wow. I was 465 pounds when Jesus, I stopped Jesus, you put on trucks. a partner. You put on a road partner. <laughs> Yeah, I put on another person. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, what was your as far as food vice out on the road? What was what was your ultimate? I mean, obviously you're putting down a lot if you get up to 465. But what was yeah. your like ultimate vice? What was your favorite little snack food to, on the road? Um, I I guess uh, um I don't know. It was I didn't eat that bad. You know, I, I didn't eat that much fast food or anything. The fact the the problem was that you just sat a lot, you know. Yeah, no, uh, I, you know, I worked like almost a hundred hours a week, and you're just sitting, and you have to eat and sit, and uh, you know you didn't get any exercise, and you know you just put it on. You eat a lot, and 
I eat healthy food pretty much, you know, but <laughs> I, I eat a lot. And, I don't. You know, well, that's how you put it on. Rob's a little skeptical, but all right, you're you're saying it was a it was an exercise issue. Yeah. Okay. Now, now you just dropped another bomb, and you said you ended up going into cage fighting and losing 175 pounds. Describe what it was like coming off the road, doing the 18 wheel tractor trailer thing. You're 465 pounds. You come into the cage fighting gym for the first time. Imagine what right. is, what are people's reaction? How is that first day of cage fighting when you're when you're still really heavy? Well, it was really tough. You know, I was like, you know, well, first thing I did was I stopped drinking soda. I lost forty pounds just by that, and it then is. so I, I lost a little bit of weight before I got into the you know the mixed martial arts and the training. But so I went in there and I was like. If uh, if I'm gonna die, because you know I was gonna die from obesity. If I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die fighting. And if I'm gonna <laughs> if I'm gonna fight, I'm gonna fight you know, for real in the cage. And 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 uh, and if I I'm gonna have to train. If I don't train hard, someone's gonna kick my ass. You know what I mean? So, so that was the incentive I had in my head. I had to trick myself. So you know, it's like you you felt that you were literally fighting for your life. So why not embrace a sport where you're also fighting for your life and you kind of can get behind that idea of like, all right, I'm I'm literally fighting for my life against obesity. Why not fight against my against uh, some other people? And now, is there any correlation? Right, right. Is there any correlation between the joy you feel when you're caving a man's head in and the joy you feel when you're looking at a double rainbow? <laughs> oh, exactly. Sure. You know, it's all it's all uh, uh, connected. You know, you're you're getting to another place for sure. It's all it's. It, you're going to a high level of consciousness. It, there's a there's a correlation there for sure. A lot of people don't realize what it's like to get punched in the face, but it's definitely a, a feeling of <laughs> euphoria. It's, like, it's a lot like seeing rainbows. You, you kind of feel human. Some people see stars. Bear, you see rainbows when you get punched in the face. Okay, so now you have a plot of land. You end up marrying into this Indian tribe. Describe your... Um, you just keep saying land. Describe your little setup there in Yosemite, the land you have, what you have on Oh, there. it's beautiful. I bought this eight acres of land in 1988. There was nothing on it. It's just on the side of a hill. It's all wooded, and uh, I had to develop it myself. I had to clear the land. Uh, I had a well put in it, a septic system. I drug this this mobile up this, the side of this hill. And people have a hard time, you know, driving their cars up here, and they get up here, and they're like, all of a sudden, it's like, how did you get this thing up here? You know, I'm like, yeah, I drug it up here, you know. Yeah, and it's beautiful. And, it, and the thing is, I got the best of both worlds because I don't have no neighbors. I have this amazing view, and then I have satellite TV. I have DSL, Internet, <laughs> like telephone. Nice. I have everything. That's awesome because when I saw that double rainbow video, the last thing I thought was, oh, this guy's probably watching some direct TV earlier on in the yeah. evening. <laughs> All right, yeah. so – Take us through the fateful day when you stumble upon the double rainbow that has catapulted you into Internet Superstar. Take us through that day. Well, I just finished writing an email telling a friend how I felt like I was Noah because I got all these greenhouses and fruit trees and gardens and animals, and I'm trying to get um, alternative energy here, and then... Um, I like. I, 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 I look like, outside, and I always keep my camera right here on my coffee table. And I have this glass door. And I look outside, and there's there's all this color out there. I'm like, whoa! I, and there's been rainbows here before, so it's not uncommon. So um, <laughs> well, I go out there. I go out there, and it's like, oh wow, that, that wow, that's you. You know, you you know, the reaction I had is famous. And I'm just going on autopilot, you know, because I'm a professional photographer. I've been doing it, photographer. I've been doing it for six years. I'm just holding the camera at, at chest level, and I'm trying to, to you know, um, just capture it because I'm overwhelmed, you know, and I'm just trying to hold the camera steady, and. Um, 
you know, it, the first thing I see, it's like, okay, that's a double rainbow. But <laughs> you hear, you know, yeah. oh my God, it's a double rainbow, you know, and I, oh. I go across the tree and then it's like, wow, that's a triple rainbow, you know, <laughs> and, then, and then it's like, oh my God, it's all the way across the sky, you know, and then it's like, you know what, it, it, the whole thing filled in with color, you know, it was like a complete disc of color and it, and it was like, that looks like a giant eye looking at me, you know, it's like, that's God's eye looking at me, and I fell down on the ground, you know, and that's why you hear me start to cry, and I'm like, what does it mean, you know, because I had just finished saying, well, I felt like Noah, you know, like, oh, no, and I got something to do, you know, this, uh, I'm being called, like, you know, it's like Moses looking at the burning bush, you know, okay, now, that's why I get the reaction I had. Wow. Now, um, Bear, you said, what does it all mean? Yeah. <laughs> Have you found a meaning? Do you feel like, all right, now it's time to build an ark? Do you, did you feel moved to do anything now that you saw this rainbow and you felt like you had this connection with God? Yeah, you know, I started posting that. I posted that thing on YouTube. I was like, I sent, sent it to all my friends. I put it on Facebook. I was, I was like, this thing's got to go viral. This thing's got to go viral. Everyone's got to see this thing, you know, and it didn't so go it was anywhere. A strategy. I was yeah. like, man. Uh, you know, I knew that this thing would, was going to do this, but I didn't have the right person behind me to, to make it do it, man. And Jimmy, my boyfriend, made it happen. <laughs> Jimmy, <love> baby. Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel tweeted it, and, uh, you know, it went, uh, you, you blew up, man. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Well, see, Bear, Jimmy you know, loves me. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people think that a rainbow is just the sun's light refracted and reflected through water droplets in the air and that the colors are all the colors that make up white light but they separate when they're put through a prism but thanks to your video we know that rainbows really mean that god and leprechauns are real <laughs> for sure man you know there's magic people want to say that the magic doesn't exist that spirit doesn't exist okay they can believe that but i know the truth you know Whatever. We all do. Yeah, thank people, you, buddy. They, only, they think you can only connect to, to, to spirit, through sex. That's the only way that, or drugs, that's the only way they can feel that way. You know what? That ain't the truth. I know how to feel that way without that stuff. So, Just look you know what? That, you know, it's, I feel sorry for them because I can feel that way, uh, you know, without all that stuff. Now, just to, just to clarify, you weren't you weren't high at all. No, you weren't, no you mushrooms. Weren't, no, no, I wasn't high. You know, there's another video on, on my YouTube page called Giant Intense Rainbow, and me and my son had just <laughs> finished smoking a joint for that one. Wait, so I was, was high on that one, but on this one I wasn't. I was by myself. And I was completely sober, and I wasn't having sex, and that, you know, it was in my front door <laughs> when I was hiking. You, wait, and that's a greenhouse. That's bear. a greenhouse in that picture. Bear, be honest. You weren't having sex because there's some heavy panting in there. It sounds no, like... No, dude, I was by myself, man. You know, <laughs> see, that people don't know that you can connect to spirit. See, that's the way they think, you know, it's like, oh, that's the only way that you know, uh, that you can be passionate. There's lots of ways to be passionate, dude. If that's the only way you, you know how to be passionate, I feel sorry for you. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree, Bear. And uh, what now? Uh, we'll wrap this up here. If there's anything you want people to learn from your double rainbow video of the four and a half million people that have seen it, what is something you want people to learn? And and what have you learned in this process? Uh, you know what? I want people to know that you can connect to spirit without sex and drugs. And I want people to know that uh, they they should be kind to their fellow man. That's you know that's one of the things that I that I always try and do. Okay. Well, Bear, you're a fascinating individual, and uh, I really appreciate you coming on. You're you're an American success story. It sounds like <laughs> you've had an amazing array of careers and experiences. I appreciate your time, and if I ever go up to Yosemite, uh, maybe I'll drop by. We can listen. I'll to your blow mind. your mind, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Look at my other videos. Look at my other videos. Hungry Bear 9562 on, He's on so YouTube. He's so Hollywood already. He's uh, plugging himself. Uh, yeah. 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 Bear, <laughs> Bear, don't go Hollywood on us, man. I want you to be the down-to-earth, rainbow-loving guy we, we knew. Oh, uh, dude. Dude, uh, I'm going. I'm going on Tosh Point oh on Wednesday. All right. Well, yeah. Oh, nice. Good luck with your media tour, and we'll tune in to Tosh Point oh this uh, Wednesday. And thanks again, Bear. And uh, good You're luck, welcome. man. Awesome. Take care. I like that uh, he's going to get on TV. It's a good thing, you know, because <laughs> a lot of us spend all our time writing jokes and working on our acts out in the clubs and, you know, writing pilots and stuff like that. But, nope, Bear got it. Now, he's this right is the TV. video. I just he pulled had the... the actual passion. Yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> that, that was just such a great line. I'll blow your mind, dude. <laughs> I want it. I want my mind blown. If, I, if I'm going to have my mind blown, it's going to be done by Bear. Now, this is Bear. He said, what was the name of the video? Finding Double Rainbow. He said he was high, right? <laughs> it was Super Long Rainbow or something like that. Was... All right. We'll try. We'll just. I'll play this real quick. It's a four-minute thing. We'll see if there's. <laughs> On July fourth, two thousand ten, a new internet video went viral. Three point one million hits in eight days. Oh my god! Look at that. Dozens of imitation it's videos. Starting to look like a triple rainbow. Starting to look like a triple rainbow. <laughs> That's a whole rainbow now. Ah, double now it's just a montage of all the all the press <laughs> that he's been doing. <laughs> oh man, this is basically uh, what Bear was thinking. All right, so I guess they. Uh, Sky. <laughs> that thing was thousands of feet across the sky. All right. So, yeah, that's uh, he's just taking you through his little uh, pad there. And uh, I don't know how great the audio would be playing, but make sure you check out. I mean, I don't need to promote it. The guy seems to be doing fine. He's got four and a half million hits. Hungry Bear 9562. So, wow, that was exciting, Logan. What do you think? Yes, it was. Having a uh, celebrity on the program. Yeah, you you definitely touched into a thing, Rob. Fame has really kind of gone off the the scale here of it's just um, people don't almost don't want to see stuff that's created. We just want to we want to kind of witness emotion. And I think I mean, even from doing stand up and from doing this show, when you get raw, real emotion, that's what people react to, whether it's a guy yelling at a rainbow because he feels so happy. It, you couldn't make that up and because it wouldn't feel genuine. If you wrote that scene into a movie, it wouldn't feel real. I think as we've progressed as a society, we're so inundated with media that we've become so savvy at kind of like, oh, okay, this is fake. This yeah. is kind of scripted. Yeah. We our, our sensor is so high that when someone has a really real moment, something like the Mel Gibson tape, just really real. You can hear that's total honest emotion. He's not putting anything on. Double rainbow guy. You know what I mean? That's Christian Bale. It just shows raw emotion, and and obviously there's also a you know celebrity tabloid thing. But look at a double rainbow guy. No one knows that guy. Yeah. But you but you know that guy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that just interview we just had with that guy. I knew that interview. I didn't know that he was also a morbidly obese truck driver who also did MMA. He's a professional <laughs> photographer. He's a firefighter. Even even back to the Star Wars kid, like that's a character you would write in a movie. But this is actually a little fat kid. That is actually doing this and actually thinks he looks cool. Yep. It's right. so much funnier. Yeah, you couldn't write that because it wouldn't it wouldn't come off real. It would come off forced. 
But, uh, you know, that's the great thing about having ha- – I mean, that's the benefit of having media everywhere and being able to catch these moments that we can actually enjoy raw, real emotion. Well, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to emote some gratitude. Thank you, Rob, for coming on to the program. Where My can people pleasure. check you out? Oh, where am I going to be? I'm doing your show. All right. <laughs> I, uh, you can tell them about that in Pasadena sure. somewhere. Yeah. And then I'm doing The Warehouse on uh, next Monday. Not this Monday coming, but it's a day with a number. I'm doing that day. Okay. Yeah. Check out Rob I'm Christensen on uh, Facebook. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm hosting a show at the uh, Pasadena Old Town Pub, 9 o'clock on Monday. Make sure you check that out. Logan, you want to uh, wrap us up here with a haiku? Let's do it. Oh my god! Woo! Wow. Oh! Double rainbow. Wow. Mel Gibson yeah. said, Blow me, bitch. I'll blow your mind, dude. Oh my. Oh my. Logan, blowing our mind old school. Well, yeah, like I said, make sure you check out uh, Hungry Bear and on uh, YouTube. He's got a got a lot of great videos on there. Like I said, I'll be at the Pasadena Old Town Pub on Monday. I'm also going to be doing a show. It's called the Red Velvet Stand-Up Show at Crane's Tavern in Hollywood, 10 o'clock, Saturday night. Make sure you check that out. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the Green Room. We're doing it live here every Thursday, 8 o'clock on L.A. Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Don't forget to check out SeanTGreen.com and click the iTunes link to subscribe today. Also check me out at DocumentaryLabel.com.